0: We had shit up our noses all the time. Like, if you sneezed, everybody was like... <laughs> like, looking at you, buddy, you know what I'm saying? About to pull out shotguns on you, like, did you fucking cough? <laughs> was-
1: Download the All-Star app. Make your picks for UFC fights, challenge your friends, level up and win prizes. Link in description. Get it now. All right, Jose. Um. The last year and, and some change, man, have been a roller coaster ride. Six like flags right man. Well, you know, how was that the most difficult time of your career,
0: you think? Mm, yeah. Yeah, for sure it was. It was my first uh, surgery and a lot of cancellations and there was a lot of emotions going on. Just glad I got through it.
1: Definitely. And, you know, having your first surgery, like, how daunting was that how i was oh, I, I was scared when i had my first surgery so i don't know how it would feel for you
0: oh, oh it was terrifying man it was terrifying especially when they you know use the word anesthesia i was like mm-hmm. oh my gosh like some people don't wake up from that you know like yeah. kind of terrifying
1: and and going through all of that you know i mean with the cancellations and the surgeries and the rehab and recoveries like, how did you get through all of that? Were there people there for you, you know what I mean? Or did you just get through it yourself? Did you put it all on yourself?
0: Uh, I had a pretty strong support system. Actually, actually, uh, one of my really good friends, uh, Yvette Fletcher was there throughout the whole entire time. She owns Northland Fitness. I'm actually rocking the hoodie now. There you go. Um, and then my family, man, of course. Number one, uh, my kids, uh, my fiance, they were all there throughout the whole process um she i think she took off like 7 or 8 different days from work just to take me back and forth to the eye doctor and and then more days after the recovery and everything so it was a lot it was a lot on all, on all of us
1: yeah and and I, you know i was talking to another fighter about this about support systems and and those fighters are a little bit scarier than than others because they're fighting for more than themselves, right? They're fighting Mm -hmm. for something. They're fighting to prove something for the people that they love.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I completely agree.
1: And, uh, you know, competing on the Contender Series, man, you competed on there
0: twice. How did those experiences benefit you? Um, I think those experiences benefit me because it – Kinda it, it showcased a little bit of how things run with the UFC and how they do things, like as far as like media and the the array of different type of things that are just at your will, like uh health and you know, different rehabs and or therapy, I will say, different type of therapy. And then the PI is brilliant, so all that stuff like plays a huge role and it was something that I, I saw so it wasn't something that was super foreign to me so I I enjoyed it too you know doing media you know
1: like cuz we had the pandemic and covid uh-huh. and all that so like a lot of the media was like like this right most of like mm-hmm. uh, pretty much 100% of media was like this and then you go mm-hmm. into the to the contender series where there's like cameras on you they're you know, following you and all
0: this shit like how was yeah. how did you add all that Oh, man, it was weird. Uh, first of all, like, like, fighting during COVID was, like, terrible, bro. Like, we had shit up our noses all the time. Like, if you sneezed, everybody was, like, <laughs> like looking at you, funny. You know what I'm saying? About to pull out shotguns on you. Like, did you fucking cough? <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah, like, like damn. <laughs> yeah. That is, it, it was just a lot, man. You know, we had to be quarantined from everybody. You couldn't really even, you know, my thing is, is that when I go to Vegas, I try to make it more so like how I'm, how my everyday life is. Because every day I'm going hard in the gym every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like a fight in a sense. Um, so I don't want to do anything different when I go to, like when I go to Vegas, because I've been Vegas several times for the UFC now. Um, I try to make it as home as I possibly can. Like I go out, go grocery shopping, come back, talk to the kids, uh, you know, play my game. Like we have this tradition where we go laser tagging and all that other stuff. I try to make it as like, every day is possible. During COVID, bro, that shit was not possible at all. Like, they were like, stay in your room, stay in this hotel. They rented out a whole entire hotel, like, no outsiders. Uh, it's pretty cool seeing all the fighters in one hotel, but still, it was just, yeah, it was strange.
1: Yeah. Now you have freedom. You're going yeah, back to Vegas. Go going back to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going back to Vegas. hmm And uh, it's great to see, you know you'd be back and you'd be back so quick as well. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. fighters will make their debut and they're gone for like eight months a year. And you're like, what happened? But you're back. Mm -hmm. Chad on Hellinger thoughts on him
0: and and the matchup, man. Um, I, to be honest with you, man, I thought he was going to be like a super, like humble down to earth guy. But then like, you know, people's talking about he's on his social media talking shit, you know, like I get it. The, you know, spectator, it's so a spectator sport. I get it. Not really my thing. I'm from the hood, man. Like, if you want some smoke, like, the smoke is coming. We already signed a contract, bro. It didn't even make no sense to even be talking shit over interviews and on social media. But now, since he has started, I do have some things I would like to say. <laughs> since shots have been fired, I like that. That's how my life's been. So, not only is this dude, like, as fucking short as my kids, uh, he's got like really, like he's just a really small guy. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, he's like 64 inch reach, like five six. Not to take from him or nothing. You know, he's got a dec- pretty decorative uh, record. I didn't really see that he fought like some super stiff competition or anything like that. Actually, more of his record was him fighting a bunch of cans to me. Um, made a little bit of noise coming into the UFC, fighting another guy who has like terrible hands. And just throws like, only kicks. All you got to do is just step into his range. Pretty simple matchup. My matchup on my debut was tough as shit. You know what I'm saying? I had DeMond Blackshear. Dude had already fought several times. Considered one of the bigger 135ers in the division. And I had not take that fight on, like, four days' notice. Got caught. Wasn't my night. I don't think this is going to be Chad's night. I think that he's been talking about how I'm a, I'm a point striker which doesn't really make much sense at all, considering he contradicted himself by saying in the same sentence, by the way, he's a point striker. I got to give him credit. He's got a lot of knockouts. That makes no fucking sense at all. Like, how can you say someone's a point striker and say they have a lot of knockouts in the same sentence? Like, they don't make no sense. So clearly, these are not just point strikes. These are strikes to finish somebody because these have been, like, what, nine knockouts or so? I don't know, man. He's just a lot of talk, bro. I think he's trying to psych himself up. Man, I'm here for it. At Wayne's, I'm gonna look him dead into his eyes, look down dead into his eyes. And I'm just gonna be like, hey, bro, like tomorrow I'm beating your ass. Like, I just want you to know that. That's it. It's a fight, bro. Well,
1: the thing that sticks out is you, you mentioned it, the physical attributes. Like mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, his physical attributes versus yours. You know, let's talk about yours. The height, the reach, not just the arms, but the legs, you know what I mean? That's something mm-hmm. that separates you from pretty much every bantamweight in, in every division and every promotion, you know, utilizing Mm. those gifts against opponents, man, how has the process been for you throughout the years?
0: Uh, It's been difficult, honestly, just because uh, up until recently, I just had surgery. So, and it was on my eyes. So I couldn't see. So I was like kind of like daredevil fighting in the cage and legally, I was legally blind. Um, So I had to go off of like sound and just, the distance of my body, because all I saw was like a figure in my face. So it's been it's going to be a scary adjustment uh, because I can see everything now. And I think he's going to really struggle with that. because I'll see all those openings. It's going to take him a lot longer to reach me than it is going to be for me to reach him. Um, I know he's going to wrestle. He keeps saying he's going to strike. Everybody's calling bullshit if I'm five, six. I'm not about to just stand in front of somebody who's six foot with a 72 inch reach and just like try to trade, trade strikes with that guy. Like I'm not gonna do that ever. Like I'm trying to level change, take him down a couple of times, then make him stand up, and then we can try to strike because then he's worried about the takedowns. So I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I'm excited, bro. Yeah, it's
1: a, it, it's an interesting matchup, man. Especially mm-hmm. uh, like you said, like we like I said, physical attributes, man. That's what. That's what makes it. And then you guys are both, you know, coming off a loss. So you guys really want mm-hmm. that win back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, there's some mm-hmm. extra. And then there's some heat now. You know what I mean? There's a little mm-hmm. bit of talk, right? So, you know, adds to the face-offs. Adds to, you know, just seeing each other at the hotel, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, it just adds exactly. to everything. It's fun.
0: Exactly. It's super fun. <laughs> I can't wait. Can't now, wait.
1: Training camp. Like, mm-hmm. how, how have you been splitting your time with the training, you know, with, with the gyms?
0: Um, the split time has been actually great. I actually spent a lot more time, um, with my strength and conditioning coach, who's also my Taekwondo co- coach, cause I started implementing that more. So into my, my fight style, everybody's thinking that all, oh, like, he's a good Muay Thai guy and like ah, surprise sidekick your ass. So it's like, it's a little different. I like it. it brings a different little mix to it. So you can definitely see, you can definitely see a whole bunch of different types of footwork, uh, that we've been working and uh, doing a lot of boxing with my boxing coach, Richard. Um, I, w- I still want to give Strike Kings the credit, even though I just accidentally parted ways with them a few days ago um, due to personal issues. Um, but they've been uh, helping a lot as far as like my MMA rounds and my Muay Thai, uh, my, my kickboxing.
1: That's a, that's a phenomenal combination. And, uh, yeah, man, the sidekicks, man, if you can utilize that in, in MMA, it's a dangerous weapon, man. We saw, mm-hmm. oh, what is it, Khalil Roundtree stomped someone's knee apart. Oh, my like, God. Kind of bro. like a, you remember oh, that? <laughs> I grabbed my knee when it happened. I was like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Dude. And, like, um, Wonderboy Thompson, you know, another
0: great example. Like, Type MVP. On, so... MVP just... as well. Yeah, yeah. I think he... I don't know. It might have been like fake news, but I heard he gets signed to the UFC.
1: Well, it looks like it. Yeah, it looks like he's going to hasn't been officially announced or whatever, but it looks like he's he will be. So, you know, we'll get some of that, some more of that. But yeah, I would love to see you utilize that a little bit more in the octagon. Mm -hmm. man. especially at Bantamweight, not many guys have that style Mm -hmm. at all. I know I'm excited. Super excited, brother. And uh, yeah, man, so what do you, like, what do you envision? Like, you know, everybody envisions their first victory in, in the octagon, right? In the UFC. What do you envision?
0: Mm, I envision climbing the ladder. I don't really envision that first victory. I know it's going to come uh, with the training method and the support system that I have. I know it's going to come. So after this win, you just, I'm just going to sit on the side. I want to be one of those fighters who's extremely active Cause I've been like that my entire career, so it's like after I clean this man up, you know what I'm saying like, send me a contract. <laughs> Shoot, <laughs> actually, kind of what I want to do is I want to I want to beat the shit out of this dude and make it quick. And then they come into Texas, where yeah. I stay, and they're gonna they're gonna be here in Austin. <laughs> they they would put me on that card. That would be dope too, just cause it's so close to home.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't take much, right? You just keep your weight at a good you know level and just be like for that phone call right Mm -hmm. yeah that that sounds like a plan man um one last thing i wanted to talk to you about is uh the meditation you know i mean like Mm -hmm. Um, it's something that you know you've talked about in previous interviews, and and another person I talked to about that is Yuri Prohaska. After he won the title, he locked himself in a room And for like Did three days. Or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no what's food.
0: your reaction to that, man? I ain't going that extreme, bro. I got to eat, dog. I'm six foot and 135. If I don't eat, I'ma vanish. So I ain't got a whole lot. I ain't got. mm Couldn't do it. My the wife and kids would not like me, but um. Props to him, that takes a lot of willpower, a lot of a lot of strain. Um, for, I, like I said, I just, I really like to, I, like I said, all my time meditating is really done. Like when I'm in the shower, I'm taking a, a Epsom salt bath or something like that, or I'm ice bathing and my brain kind of goes into shock because either the water's like really hot because I like my water really hot or when I'm in the, the ice bath when it's really cold and then I get to, like, think. Think. Like, and I can think through those type of situations. That's a form of meditation. My music. I love my music. I love dancing. And uh, I love to play my game, man. I love it. Call of Duty just keeps me in the zone. Especially little <laughs> kids that be talking shit to you on there. <sighs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Yo, some of those kids are, like, they're really good man like at such bro, a young age they, they really good man and then like that's, that's some of the stuff that they be saying bro be like might like, be my boys like so like on call of duty when you kill somebody you can kind of hear like a snippet of what they're saying like at bef- like after they have to either redeploy or they have to be brought mm-hmm. back some kid was like uh i <laughs> I shot him with the shotgun, pulled the riot shield out, and he like started, and you could hear him on the proxy chat like talking shit to me. So I shoot me to the side, put it away, and then <laughs> threw a throwing knife at him. When I yeah. killed him, I swear he said, I swear he was like, your mom should have swallowed. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> this kids like 11. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, I'm
1: like, Bro, yo what the internet I'm, has made kids
0: reckless. Like, Bro, extremely reckless. I'm like, dog, I have kids that are older than that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, is this what they do? Like, it <laughs> made me think. I'm over here like, y'all better not be talking like this. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, man. It's wild, man. Anyways,
1: um, November 18th, man, you're back in action in Las Vegas. It's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting matchup, like I said earlier. Jose, thank you so much, man, for the time and uh, all the best in, in this upcoming fight.
0: I appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much for having me on.